0: Shut up, and, and sit down. down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to third episode 310. And I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. And here's a spoiler alert. I actually wasn't pumped for the show because I went, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know. Now I'm pumped for the show because of stuff that happened pre- Hitting record, and I see Eric's trying to hold it in. He's trying to hold it in. Don't hold it in, Eric. Let it fly. Because with us, as always, it's the light bear, the light bringer, the light bear, bringing the Beastmaster. master third. It's Eric, and he's here to hiccup through his entire week, and tell us how that was. Go, Eric. Go.
0: Not going to happen Come on, because I have full body self-control, Matt. I have the ability to stop any function I need to at the drop of a dime. And I'm a professional podcaster at this point, so I can make anything work, okay? I'll give
1: you the second half. I don't believe the the first half, (laughs) No, I believe (laughs) being professional.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, you just saw it. You just witnessed it firsthand. I was dying, hiccuping all over the place, thought I wasn't going to make it. And then I said, nope. Mr. Body, you're going to obey me because I am the boss. I am in charge of this facility that we both inhabit, and I will make you do as I wish.
1: And I shouldn't have waited for the second confirmation. I should have said, go on the first confirmation. That's right. I needed that extra I was, minute It was to two do it.
0: extra seconds would have gotten
1: a Hiccup right on the air. It would have been beautiful.
0: Yeah. But instead, I'm in control, and here we go. Let me tell you, I went on a little trip. I went to Grand Haven. We went camping with the family, and we did a thing. And it's a little different this time. We actually did what we always talk about doing, but don't ever do, because we usually have a car. We didn't have a car this time, because we didn't have the tow facilities for the RV, etc., etc., so we had nowhere to go but the campgrounds and whatever they offered us for entertainment. Normally, still lots to do, right? Well, guess what? True to all camping and batting traditions, it rained like 50% of the weekend, if not more. So we were pretty much, you know, chilling inside the RV doing whatever. I got to in the RV, in the AC, all comfy on a nice little couch, tucked in, set up my PlayStation 5, set up the TV, and just play Yakuza Like a Dragon. And it was glorious. I snuck off and bought a little energy drink, came right back to the campground, poop, sitting there just sipping on my drink. Playing Yakuza, oh man, good old boy Ichidachi a psycho, and whatever crazy trash can man's name is—I always forget his name. So many adventures.
1: How can you forget Namba? He's the one who looks at Carl. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: that is true. You are you are correct in that. But for whatever reason, I just call him the trash can man. That's a uh, Stephen King Randall Flagg kind of reference.
1: That's a Battleborn thing. That's a Battleborn.
0: Well, thing. yes. It comes from the trash can bird, but the trash can bird also comes from Stephen King's The Stand, where the trash can man reigns supreme. Doesn't really matter. It's all it's all there. It all comes aligned. But any who's so I'm, I don't know, probably 30 hours, I think, at this point in the Yakuza Like a Dragon. Having a great time with it. I told Matt already off air that I thought I'd be further along. I feel like I'm still pretty early on. Because I I don't know why, I thought the game was, I I, I don't know where I got it from. I thought the game was like about 60 to 70 hours, and then you'd complete it. And maybe that's true, maybe it's going to ramp up. I don't know, obviously I've never seen anything past the first couple times Matt ever played it on air. So, I have no idea. I just know I'm going to end up having to take down all the different uh, clans at some point. So, this will be my first main one that I'm taking down. As I'm trying to take down a second one. So we'll see how it goes. It's pretty wild. As I already said, I think last week, the side stories are king. You know, you never know what you're going to get. It's just a just a bag of magic every single time. And I'm loving every minute of it. I'm running around right now into all the corners I'd already explored. Doing it again because I now i got to find those little crests to get whatever the hell I get from it. I don't even know because I haven't turned any in. But I got to do that. That's what I'm doing. I'm just running around the corners trying to get that. As I told Matt, I went to go do a big scene. It ended up being a giant boss fight the whole nine yards. I fell asleep, woke up, tried to fight, got my butt kicked, and I stopped right there. It's just awesome. It's so cool just playing this RPG in you know, the, the Japanese city environments, etc., and not in your typical fantasy world. I mean, I know, like, obviously, Persona's done, you know, stuff like that, too, but it's always in dungeons. This this is on the streets, running around, beautiful lights everywhere. Ah, oh, it's so, it's just glorious.
1: I just feel weird hearing you talk about it and Shay talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I did this, like, a year ago.
0: hmm
1: Oh, man, it's so crazy and wild and new. but Yeah, I, I did it. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I That's did the story it. of my did, life with you, man. I did it.
0: All these games you take two, three years to finally play. And I go, Oh, yeah, man, it finally got to it. Man, that's been that's like great. one
1: game. Come on now.
0: It's great. I'm glad he finally played the game. I told him to play when I was playing, but he didn't.
1: <sighs> yeah, you know, same. It's like, you know, near Automata, this. What else have I played that you're going hey, you know you to newly go discover? Wow, look this. is actually a cool thing. thing. Here we go. Man, at
0: least I'm such a pal that I do take the advice of my friend and play the games he actually goes eric seriously these are the games you gotta play dude and i actually do i take
1: the advice of my friend james tells me what to play and i play that
0: yes got him again get him so anyways besides yakuza i've also got my hands on Cult of the lamb i'm still pretty early on i've only got a couple nights in and i'm not gonna lie i love doing the show i love it okay but right now I'm just like, God, oh, I just need to get on and see what the old Bob's doing. What's Bob up to? Howard's dead, so I gotta go make a new Howard. Gotta go farm me a new Howard. I gotta farm a new Jenny. Chet's probably dead. He's on his way to dead. I'm sacrificing the first chance I get because he just wanders around and doesn't do anything. He's useless. God. <laughs> it's fantastic. This this game, I don't you know, I don't typically play the village simulator kind of things. I don't even like roguelites. But for whatever reason, the mix and just the flavor of this game is fantastic. You trying to resurrect Satan, basically, and doing whatever it takes to do so. Learning that your your cult followers are just there for you to use as needed. And getting that through your head... And not being like, oh, it's like Animal Crossing. I love my little pets. Yeah, I love my little people. And I want to re- respect them and take care of them and get them nice things. This is the opposite. You want to build nice things for them so they last longer, but to use longer. That's all it is. You don't care about them. You want to use their your, you know, their their prayers to get you more power. You want to use their meat when they die to feed the other ones. So on and so forth. And it's such a great and glorious difference. And it just you know, it gets me going. It makes me... Interested and makes me want to engage.
1: It definitely. I mean, it was on the list anyway. But then hearing all your cool stories and stuff of just naming the villages after people we know and the just the organic stories that come about because of that, the crazy interactions and things. It is so weird though, because that sounds amazing. But then I hear you talk about, oh well, I had to go. I had to go back, and I had to make food for the idiots because they were just starving. And I was like, oh man. The village aspect, like I said, I was concerned about. In my brain, it's like this balancing act. Like this is going to be excellent, super, humongous, awesome, but I don't want to be in a dungeon like you told me about. And then, oh, oh, by the way, everyone's dying at home because they're so stupid. That's that's like being a, that's like being at work. And maybe 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 <laughs> that's that's the best part. We can't get anything done. Come help us. I was trying to go have a fun thing. I don't know. Now,
0: the difference is this is early game. Because the best part, Matt, is as you get more uh, prayers and you get your powers, you get to unlock new abilities and new buildings, new facilities, things like that. And when you do that, some of them are like a food storage shack. So I'll be able to just make a bunch of food, store it in the shack, make sure one of the villagers gets food out and feeds the others, and then I can go. Right now, I don't have that. Yeah. So right now, I'm just cooking food, throwing it on the ground, like, uh, pigs out a trough, come eat. Come eat, children. Come eat. And then I leave. But some of them don't eat because they're stupid. You know what I mean? Then that's where the problems are coming in early on. Later in the game, once I've gotten some more unlocked, that won't be an issue anymore. So it's like that early, the growing pains. You're, you're teaching your idiot minions to do what they should do. And getting the facilities in which you know you can make their lives easier, and therefore make your life easier.
1: I believe that, but if you continue to name them after the people we work with, even that, hey, go get the food out so none of you starve. Oh, I just wandered around instead, and I I slept on the poop, so I'm I'm <laughs> dirty and I stink <laughs> now, and no, nobody poison. will come to me. Oh,
0: yes, I that's that's another beautiful story. Because yeah. it's another beautiful story. I can come to work with and be like, man, you won't believe what Bob did today. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joy going into work this morning telling jenny i murdered her i sacrificed her yeah. to our god satan you know and she looked at me like i don't understand what you're saying and i don't like it and i just went yep this is how i start my morning maybe that's why she disengaged in conversation i don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> see i'm always nice i go hey jenny how's it going did you do anything fun this weekend and you hey jenny i murdered you and i'll murder you again and again and again, over and why and over won't you talk to me? I'll be, at, me.
0: Ah. I'll be at Jenny 17, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Cult of the Lamb, definitely recommend it. Roguelite, Village, you know, Sim Game, all mixed into one. Beautiful graphics, the music. I rarely do this. I put on both headphones because that music's so good. You're just in there and I'm just bopping my head and I'm just grooving to this music and I'm having a good old time. And the Roguelite portion is fun it's not something it's not complicated it's not crazy i don't think it's doing anything particularly special but it is a lot of fun and then of course you know finding all the side routes getting the tarot cards and then building your character up much like you do in every roguelite where you're trying to get as powerful as you can and get to a, as far as you can except for here instead of it being one thing where you're like boom all the way through if i get powerful enough you're, you're locked off you're only going and doing certain missions so as long as you make it to that end and that mini boss you're good and then after several mini bosses you'll do the real boss but you're not going to be like okay i just did that boss and then on where'd you go no at that point it's like hey good job go back to your village and you go back and you do some more village sim stuff and then you go back out so nothing challenging so far but it is fun having a great time can't wait to play it some more besides that i haven't really played much else or if i have it wasn't anything that's stuck in the old you know the old cross. so what about you matt what the hell have you been up to
1: i feel like it's been a weird week because i feel like in my free time i'm like harried with responsibilities and things i gotta do but then when i do get free time i also feel really like languorous and just like oh let's just not do anything so in real in the real world it's just been a strange week But I did go over the weekend and saw The Hatbox at Williamson Theater, a zany and hilarious play all about two sisters, and they're clearing out their dad's house because he just recently passed. They find something unexpected inside of a hatbox in the closet, and zaniness ensues. It's just wild and hilarious and fun, but then also there are such good characters in that play. They kind of work all together, and they're kind of all enmeshed, and you kind of see everybody's faults and foibles as they go through this hilarious and zany situation. I don't know, really loved it, really enjoyed it. It's one of the ones I saw a reading of during their Giving Tuesday playathon, and I was like, that's going to be good in a theater, and it damn sure was. So that was a ton of fun. Also over the weekend, watched some more League European Championships. I am so happy that for whatever reason, I caught that that was on Twitch, and I'm just having fun watching League of Legends esports. Like I talked about before, resonating with certain teams, resonating with certain players, seeing that player pick that character. Oh, man, it's going to be a stop now because he always makes the plays. Malrang and Poppy, he's always making plays. He made plays again this last week. It was great. Fantastic. Speaking of great and fantastic, of course, watch a New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1. It just finished last night, this morning. In Japan, so right before this, I watched the finals. No spoilers for me, but every year, the G1 is just incredible. If anybody likes pro wrestling at all, especially if you like Japanese style, it's just A-tier, S-tier, the best. But it's also kind of funny because it's the best like, one-on-one, strong style matches. Boom, 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 boom. Every card is amazing. But then, as the G1 ends, they start bringing back the tag teams, the junior heavyweights, all the other styles of wrestling. I'm like, oh, man. I have been missing some good tag team matches. I have been missing some good six-mans. I have been missing the light heavyweights. It's great. It's fun. And then, speaking of great and fun, I played and streamed Final Fantasy V one more time, and it was weird, because I played so much off-stream, just leveling up the job system like I talked about, because it's just a dopamine hit. I see the numbers go up, and I master the job, and I move on to the next one. So it's weird getting back into the story. Like, oh, yeah, this big traumatic thing just happened in the story right before I saved. Oh, yeah, we got to explore and go on and do more things. Okay, it it feels weird. It feels like I'm in a spot where I should be done because I mastered all the things except for the hidden job class. But I'm not done. I got a whole other world to go. But then about halfway through that stream, it started feeling good, started feeling right on a Friday night. And it was just a lot of fun. And speaking of Friday night, I said that just as as the saying that I do. Friday night, because Eric left, so I couldn't play Tiny Tina's Wonderland, so I haven't played that in like eight weeks. But Friday night was, for some reason, I got on this PC, booted up my nice, beautiful new display, loaded up Steam. What am I doing today? I don't know. Hmm, this thing? Nah, that thing? Nah. Let me just play a ton of the indie games that I have. You know, I've been playing here and there. I played some mini motorways. Had a ton of fun with that. It's just... Like a zen chill out, you know, building the roadways and doing all the things. Had a ton of fun with that. And okay, I'm done with that. What's next? I haven't played FTL in like eight years. Booted up that, did a couple runs of that. It's beautiful, it's hard. It's the space roguelite where you're on the ship and trying to escape from the bad guys And every system you go into. There's usually some kind of problem. A beautiful game. Obviously, it was, it was a hit. Hit, hit, hit way back in the day. Every time I play it, I go... This was pretty good, wasn't it? And it amazes me every single time. Oh yeah, this is phenomenal. I should be playing this a lot more. Another game just like that that I played right after that, I did a few runs of Loop Hero. The game is so much fun. It's interesting, but it's also, it's so chill. Like you don't interact a lot. The battles are auto battles. You just equip equipment as you go. Place tiles if you get tiles after each battle. So I should, I should do that more. Like while I'm doing something else on the side... Let the hero go around the loop, just kind of have one earphone in, check him out. Okay. Oh, hang on, pause. Got a bunch of equipment. Do, 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 do. I should have that running like idle more because that's a ton of fun. Even on loops where I don't, you know, I don't even come close to spawning the boss, let alone beating the boss. But all right, I'm going through, going through. I could push my luck one more loop. Oh, I barely did it. Take it home. Build a thing. Then, another game I've been playing is something I'll talk about. A little later in the episode, it's not actually released release. It's a game that came out. I didn't even know about it. I started playing it this week. I can't get enough. Speaking of that, Eric, tell us about a game that did release this week
0: that nobody's gonna be
1: able to get enough of because it's
0: great. Owls, I'm hearing is good words. The good words all around, and of course that is Roller dun dun, 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 dun dun Released August sixteenth, twenty twenty-two for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and of course Microsoft Windows PC because PC gets everything these days. I'm still starting to think that might be the master class. Maybe I go all in and stop buying these PlayStation's. That's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> you can't you can't just have the PC be the only thing. Eric. No. It's you, a, you know why? You know why? I know
0: why. Because it blows up constantly. It's unreliable. PCs are insane. They don't listen to you. They don't do what you want them to do. Whereas the PlayStation, you know what? I push that little button. It works every day, all the time.
1: Now, you say they don't listen to you. I think they don't listen to you. Because my PC runs, runs fine. It's great, and I have lots of fun with it, and it doesn't
0: explode. But you also just go buy one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crackhead, That's and true. I try to build them and do things. Which I shouldn't, because I'm not skilled in that area. But I do it anyway. And they work for the most part, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not talking about the damn PC. We're talking about Roller Drobe. And what it is, it's an awesome, cool third person, beautifully like just drawn. It has that like weird cool drawing, that drawing aspect kind of coloration to it. I don't know what I'm trying to say with it. It just looks like somebody drew it and then they made it into a game instead of like, uh, you know your typical stuff.
1: It looks to me like a comic book came to life. Yeah,
0: that's like that's that, a good like way in a three D
1: way. It just kind of like you popped off the page, and you're in comic book world. Exactly, those colors, the the contrast, all that stuff. Yeah,
0: the whole thing to it. Yeah, and you you the main character. You roll out and you go into the little, little roller dome, and what it is is this, is this huge arena, environmental area. You're on your skate, your your skateboard type thing, and you're flicking. Whew, you're doing tricks like Tony, Tony Hawk, whoever that skateboarding guy is. You know what I'm saying? Woo, woo, woo! Stop, the stop, whole time, stop saying skateboarding. After... You're on roller skates. You're literally on, you're on roller. You're, skates. you're on these wheels. I don't even know what they are. You're doing these tricks. You're trying to save your mom. You know, you're on an adventure, and the fantasy world trying to save your family it's your typical rpg (laughs) just falling apart stop we're gonna redo the whole thing stop stop everything you say is wrong Uh, i had to do it it was so much fun i was like i'm gonna completely just lie and derail this whole thing (laughs) it's terrible earlier today when you said we were gonna tag team it i was like you know what this will be the perfect bit but then I looked up, and I was like, Matt's not going to do that bit no more. He's got he's got a game. He's got a release. So I still couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I had to do it. It felt right. It felt good. It was going to be a fun bit, but...
1: <sighs> I mean, it still was right. a fun bit. We did it. We did it the bit. It was, we it did was good. It. We
0: did the bit. So, yes, you are on roller skates. You go into these huge arenas, and it's part of this televised whole thing. You're trying to get to the top, be the champion at the roller drum, And on the side, there's like a little side hustle that you can participate in or maybe not participate in. But there's a whole political group that's involved with trying to stop this whole craziness. Because, of course, in the roller drone, you're over here killing people, literally killing people. They're trying to kill you. It's all televised for the amusement of the people, of the public. It's... It goes into a lot of like you know little political stuff and everything, but like I said, the main game is you and the roller skates. You out there pulling off really cool tricks, rock and roll, in third person style. And as I did say, it does it have that Tony Hawk you know feel. That's what everybody's talking about. You know, I don't I didn't play Tony Hawk. I don't play these types of games, so I couldn't tell you. But I will tell you that just from watching it being played, it was really sweet because you have different guns that do different things. You have like your rail gun, you have your pistols, you have like a shotgun, and you've got to use them intelligently. So while you're pr- trying to pull off these tricks, you got to get rid of the snipers that are out there, you know, trying to snipe you off your old, your old peg. You've got melee guys running around trying to knock you down. And then you got guys with like enforcer, shield dudes. So you gotta be like, okay, well, shield guys, I'm gonna use my grenade launcher, stun them. They're gonna stumble around, boom. Then you take them out with your shotgun. Snipers, you know what? They're real far away. Get your rail gun out. Be super accurate. Pow. Just all sorts of cool, like, little strategy involved while you're doing a cool little, you know, backflips and making moves to get the people to like you in the game.
1: And and two things on that. One, I, the thing that I love the most, I watched a couple reviews of this because, like you said, we. I was thinking about tag-teaming this until I decided to talk about my other game. But one of the things they kept showing off was, I can't remember, I think it was maybe the shotgun, but it might have been, like, the rifle type. The character would jump in the air, you'd hold the aim button down, and it slows down. But then if you kept your reticle on the enemy long enough, then, like, a timing minigame would come up, and two crosshairs would come together, and if you shot right as they came together, you got, like, a huge damage bonus. And something about seeing the dude, you know, flipping up in the air, doing a flip, upside-down aim, but he didn't just go wham-wham-wham-wham. It was upside-down aim, and then, ah, Pow! It just ticked all the boxes and tickled all my fancies. And then the other thing, see we talked about the tricks. When you play this game, you look so cool uh-huh. doing whatever you're doing. One of the reviews I saw said, you can't fall. No, You can never like blow a trick. So whenever you're doing tricks, you will always land them, and you will always look cool, and you will always look stylish. And I was just like, that's perfect, because there's nothing worse than playing a game like this which we haven't talked about difficulty yet, but looks pretty hard in certain scenarios if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then, oh, I'm going to try and do a trick and do a shot. I, All right, I did it, but I landed on my head, and then I got hit by the grenade. Well, that sucks. And now you're dead. But instead, you're just free-flowing. Zoom, zoom, this trick, that trick, do a jump, do an overflip. You didn't kill the guy, but you still landed, and you're still sliding, and you're still looking cool.
0: And that's just it. You're always moving. You don't ever stop. So it's just moving naturally, and then you're just controlling when to do the jumps, and obviously when to, sh- you know, how to shoot, when to shoot, etc. And as you said, while you're doing the tricks, you can do the shooting. So if you're close range, while you're upside down doing a triple flip, you pull out your pistols and you're taking out the baddies, landing that hit because, like you said, you land everything, and away you go. And of course, you're going for the high scores. You're going for high scores to complete the level, but you also have objectives, and this is where the difficulty comes in they'll be like all right make sure you get this percentage of a score make sure you take out these particular enemy types doing such and such or and, and make sure you complete three triple you know kick flips or whatever the case may be that's the challenge and then later on from what i hear It's really bonkers because they'll have flying type enemies. So you have to use like a railgun type ability and you have to really get strategic. So they'll be like flying dudes. They'll be snipers. They'll be melee. All of it will be coming at you. And then on top of just that and having to get, you know, a certain score and do certain tricks, you've got to kill these baddies. You got to do this. You got to do that. Accomplishing it all is crazy. Not up my alley. Sorry. Just not up my alley. I I was originally wanting to watch this. And I was thinking about checking it out. It was one of those kind of, like, maybes games. But, man, after watching, like, a few reviews today, I was like, nah, I don't know. And the sad part was, was one of them saying it was pretty easy. One of the reviews I was looking at it was like, nah, it actually gets a little boring. Because you're just doing the same ten tricks over, taking out these baddies, and it's no big deal. So maybe that individual is really good at the game. I don't know. But the other ones I heard were, you know, it's a very challenging game. And uh, can definitely, you know, take you a minute to figure out.
1: The bits I've heard from that is once you get your lines right, it's all easy. Like when you know how to approach a shield guy and a sniper guy and a this and that. Mm-hmm. The big review I watched was like a big 16 Or It looks easy and it looks cool and it looks fun. But if you screw up at all, like you get yourself boxed into a corner you're getting wrecked because snipers are always aiming at you. There's always something coming in at you. Rockets are always coming. And they sh- he showed a clip, you know, tried to do a jump, and it got stuck in a corner and fell down, and it was like instant death, which also kind of is like the beautiful part because later in that review, he showed off like you have a dodge button. So if you can wait for that sniper's reticle to come and he's just about to shoot you, you do a perfect dodge, you get the ultimate slowdown. Now you're even doing cooler stuff. This is hundred percent up my alley. Like, I don't know about. I, I'm gonna have to get this one on a Steam sale next year or something because just watching it, you know, this is one we talked about from the game, whichever game showcase it was. Yeah, we and we're did. like, that looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now seeing it in real action with all kinds of enemies, that timing mini game, the, all the crazy stuff you can do. I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to have to have to have to play this one.
0: You know, see, we went both we went both ways. You ended up with a have-to, I ended up with a no-go. And last, I'll make it really short, the other part I was telling you, the political side or just the weird side is in between matches, you're going to go into a first-person sort of view, and you'll be inside the back area, you know, or the lounges, things like that. And you can explore, you can check out the notes, check out the tables, kind of see and overhear conversations, and that's where you'll learn – sort of like what's going on in this competition and then you start to figure out and uh, you know unravel like you and the other players, you know rivalries, friendships, uh, what the the you know the actual managers of this program are trying to do and then yeah, stuff unravels. A story does unfold in it so that you will get, you know, a whole bit out of this. So if that just sounds interesting to you, pick it up, check it out. Go check out some reviews like me and Matt did because there are quite a few different takes on it, and most of them are all good overall, but they vary. So definitely check out a few. Go find the people you trust. That's what I'd always say. And uh, make a decision from there.
1: And something else you should definitely check out, if you're anything like me. Now, this is not a game that's going to appeal to everybody, but people who know me, and maybe I haven't talked about it much lately, but I love crosswords. I love word puzzles. I love anything like that. So a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, I was picking up... Bunch of puzzle games on Steam, Steam sale, puzzle games for two bucks, and I picked up Not Words, and I was sold on the trailer alone. I've been playing it for about a week now, and I am double sold. If you like crosswords at all, or any kind of word management, like word fill-in type of thing, you have to get this game. Trust me, you will love it. For any of you who aren't sold right away, watch that trailer; you'll be sold right away. For anybody who doesn't want to go watch that trailer, let me tell you what it is. If you think of a crossword, you think of like a whole grid. But if you like Google, hey, like video game crosswords, you'll get those few where it's like a bunch of clues together and they're kind of spiraled off into, it's not a nice full grid, it's just cross, 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 cross. That's what this game is, but the unique aspect of it is there are no clues. There are no like one down is blank, and then you figure out what the word is supposed to be. There are no clues at all. What they do have is one down, let's say it's just that, and then it crosses with one across, something like that. For a certain section of one down and possibly one across, it gives you the letters that need to fill into that section. You have to use every letter once, and you have to make words. And so for a different section of one down, maybe it's two different letters. And then maybe at the bottom of one down, it's another section of letters, but it crosses with three across. So you have to look at this section, kind of figure out, hmm, what word could I start making? with these letters and then look down to the next section. Does that continue with this or am I totally off base on the top? But you can't just go make it one down because one across also has to make sense too. It's this beautiful, like, I almost want to say it's a mix of crossword and Sudoku Uh because in Sudoku, the numbers have to go in these certain areas and they have certain rules with it. This takes that with letters and puts it into a crossword formula. And I say there are no clues, you can get hints in the game and it'll tell you the definition of one down and it'll, you know, it'll blur out the word and it'll say past infinitive form of this verb, blah, 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 with the actual word crossed out. But that still is another like whole different step because you have to think of what word with this cluster of letters that only part of it is attached to this word could possibly, it's so interesting, it's such a brain burn some of these puzzles, I look at, it and I get them like that. Like, every one just comes to me. T-t-t-t-t-t-t. It takes me like 30 seconds to do a puzzle. Some of them, I'm staring at it for like five minutes, because you know how it is with crossword brains. Sometimes it's just not coming. This takes that to a whole nother level, but in such an interesting way. And then the best part about it is you have daily challenges. There's a daily mini. There's a daily standard. There's a daily twist, which combines aspects of, like, P-Cross, because it shows you the puzzle. It shows you the letters. But then on the grid for the rows and the columns, it'll show you how many vowels are in that row or column. So as you start building your words, you see it goes down from like two to one to zero. Oh, but that word in that, that I want to put in that row has another vowel, so it's not that word. So I got to boop, 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 delete that, rebuild it going the other way. To, oh, it's so good. It's so awesome. This is a game that came out... In April of this year, I had no idea about it. Developed by two guys, Zach Gage and Jack Schlesinger. It's on Steam. It's on mobile. It's amazing. And the other cool thing, I booted it up, and by default, it's like, hey, August puzzles. Go into August puzzles. There are 30 daily puzzles, just in this different section from the other daily thing. There are 30 challenge puzzles for August. And I went, okay, there's also an archive. How far back does this go? This goes all the way back with daily puzzles in this daily challenge thing all the way back through January of 2020. So you built in, have two years of puzzles, plus however many come afterwards in just that section, then the daily ones, however long those are going, it's amazing. It scratches all the itches. I love this game. At the end of the day, when I'm exhausted and all I want to do is go to bed, I go, crap, I haven't played Words yet. And I get on here, and I am deliciously happy. I love it. This is not a game for everyone. Some people might say it's not even a video game. It's a word logic puzzle alphabetizer game. I don't know. But it's amazing. And I love it. And I had to talk about it on the show at least once because I bought it for like two bucks, not knowing anything about it. And it's beautiful. It's wonderful. If you subscribe to the New York Times
0: crossword, you got to get this too. It's great. I love it. Go get it. It's not words. Get it, you nerds, you geeks. Get them crossword puzzles. Make them happen. Woo! I'm fine with that.
1: You can call them whatever. It just makes me <laughs> smile. It makes me happy.
0: Well, I can tell you what put a smile on my face, Matt. And that is a leak. Amazon leak. Woo. We just got done whining and crying and going, man, kids are seem to see like my gearboxes doing anything. They're not working on nothing. And then we already just disproved that by saying, hey, is, you know, tells, uh, you know, the, the latest uh, borderline... <laughs> You mean Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Hell, that
1: shows how much you've been playing out of town, Johnny.
0: Exactly, out of town, Jones. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands just came out. We, of course, agreed. Yeah, we're crying for nothing. We're the ones not in there rocking and rolling like we should be. However, doesn't matter because Amazon went ahead and posted up the deluxe edition of New Tales from the Borderlands, which, by itself, no big deal. Randy already announced that they were making this title and working on it, but... What is a big deal? It has an October 21st release date. So it's right around the corner. And you know what else is right around the corner, Matt? We discussed it already. That's PAX West, like early September, September 1st, or 2nd or whatever. What's more perfect than announcing your new title for release one month from basically, well, it'll be almost two months, but whatever. You know, right around the corner from that freaking wonderful event.
1: And this is one of those beautiful moments where we talked on the show like man, what's Gearbox up to? It feels like so long since they released anything. And I proved to you that that was wrong thinking. But then like 2 weeks later or a week later, I can't even remember how cuz time is funny now. They they were like, "Hey, we're going to be at PAX West. Uh, we're going to have the showcase. Check it out. You know, announcements to come." And I went, "What are they going to talk about? They got nothing to talk about. What are they even doing?" I went back to Eric Brain from a week or two ago. <laughs> and let's go, what could possibly be going on? Now, I you know me. Unless anything is literally confirmed, I always say interesting if true. I looked it up. I looked up all the deets and looked at the stuff. Looks legit. IGN was posting up about it. All mm-hmm. the usual outlets were posting about it. All the usual suspects, it. yeah. I'm hyped for it because we, as soon as it was announced, were ridiculously hyped for Tales oh, yeah. from the Borderlands too. So if this is true, I'm super excited for it to come out later this year because Tales from the Borderlands was fun, will be fun. The only thing that I'm a little, you know, I'm not iffy on, in one of those listings of of the details that were on that page, it says, oh, only two of the five episodes will be available at launch, Mm -hmm. so the other ones are coming soon. Which, again, Tales from the Borderlands 1 was released episodically, but I played it after the fact, when I bought it all collected in one edition for like 10 bucks. So to me, that's just one continuous adventure. This one, I will have to bite-size it, if this is true, interesting if true. But I'm still looking forward to it. And if it comes out this year and gives us something to be hyped for, all the better.
0: And it's as you said, they're going to have the first two popping out immediately. It's going to be a five-part story. It's going to be set on Promethea, as far as I'm remembering. And it's going to have returning characters, but it's going to revolve around a whole bunch of new characters. So you're going to get a whole new cast, rocking and rolling. They go into detail about the characters and kind of like their little backstories. You can go read up on that if you want to. We're just giving you the gist of it. So expect a fun Promethea storyline, expect some returning characters, but as Matt said, you will not get the whole story, you will only get the first two parts, so we will be waiting patiently to get to the end of that story, which I didn't have to do because I played Tales later on, so it was already done, I got to just eat it all at once. Yeah. So this is gonna be a different, uh, a different feel for me, and it's gonna be real sad because I have a feeling, of course, I'm going to be chomping at the bit to get part three, part four, and part five to finish it up. But maybe it'll actually be better because I can savor it. You know, I'll actually be able to enjoy it for a longer period of time and keep it in the wheelhouse, keep it in the memory, keep it rocking and rolling, keep that conversation flowing. Who knows? But at least one piece of news has got me stoked for some gearbox action.
1: Yeah, this one has to be torn. Because I played the original Walking Dead Season 1 as they came out, and they came out so frequently that it wasn't like, oh, that was like six months ago. I barely remember it. But at the same time, I played through Tales from the Borderlands 1 like over a weekend, and it was just chomp, it's done. So if they come out relatively soon, like a month apart, it'll still be fresh in the memory, and I can be like, all right. Going back to hang out with my friends. Can't wait to see what zaniness we're up to this time. Which I'm sure they will, because that's how episodic games usually work, other than Final Fantasy VII Remake. But you get what I'm saying. I would love to eat it all in one go, but if they stretch it out just enough, it'll also be a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. So can't wait now. PAX West starting to build up, starting to get some you know good momentum going. And of course, it has nothing to do with this, but Gamescom is right around the corner as well.
1: Yeah, I saw that on Twitter today, too.
0: Yeah, I rarely pay attention to Gamescom because typically there's not much else said there. It's usually just some extra trailers, even, even repeated trailers that we've already seen. But, of course, Jeff has been just on a rampage this week going, you're going to get a brand new trailer for this game. You're going to get an in-depth look at this game. You're going to get this for this game. So nothing like, no big, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. But it sounds like Gamescom's going to have a ton of, like, new information on all the games we are looking forward to. And that alone, I don't care if there are any big, you know, oh, man, world premieres, that's exciting. Especially since Callisto Protocol is already, you know, going to be a big player there, and you know I can't wait to play that. So I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, I looked at his little list. I think him and Twitter Gaming both tweeted out some some games that were on there. There was something else on there that I knew you would like, but it's not quite up my alley. I can't remember what it is at the moment. But like you said, if there are no new world premieres and it's just in-depth, expanded stuff about the stuff that we are already super hyped for, that's awesome in itself. But you know, you know at the end of his like Gamescom opening night there's gonna be a oh, world from here. There's gonna be some oh, yeah. surprise. He's gonna
0: have one surprise at least. Jeff
1: loves doing it. Elden Ring DLC Pack mm-hmm. One and some, something something good is gonna be there on oh, top yeah. of the already good stuff.
0: Yeah, so you get that cherry. We're getting a decent cake. You know, it's not the big end of the year cake. You know, where we're eating all the video game awards cake, but we're getting a decent cake with a little cherry. And I'm looking forward to it. And we'll get to just yap about it all on the show about mm-hmm. what we did see, what we didn't see. Ah. <sighs> It's a wonderful thing, Matt. A beautiful thing. And speaking of yapping about things on the show
1: that we did see, something I didn't even know existed. I was sitting there at work with my headphones in, going, Oh man, I wonder what we should even talk about on the show. And you burst in the door like Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> you went, Hey, it's me, Eric. Hey, did you know THQ Nordic Showcases today? Check it out, idiot. And I went, oh, I am gonna check it out, idiot. And you watched first because yeah. you went to lunch and you watched like half of it. And you went, I don't know, there's nothing interesting here. And I don't, I don't like, I don't like video games. I don't think. I'd, I think I'd rather just work on my deck. I think that's what I'm gonna start doing as my hobby. And yeah, I went, right. and just like last time, I went, oh man, there's nothing interesting there. Shucks, that really sucks. So my expectations completely bottomed out. I was like a U-shaped horse. I was sitting on that U-shaped horse, and then I started watching it, and there were some things I'm not really that interested in. Lots of RTS stuff, genres I don't really touch that often. But then at certain points, that horse turned from a U, he went boing, and he was an N-shaped horse. And I went, oh, I'm riding high because there's good stuff here that I'm excited for. And I'm going to start it off.
0: You start because I got one thing. That's it, Matt, one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff isn't like stuff I'm super, super hyped for, but there's a couple things that really stood out. But first and foremost... I'm a wrestling fan. I'm an AEW fan. I would be remiss if I didn't mention AEW Fight Forever. The first look at some gameplay of it, obviously, it's not raw gameplay. It's staged gameplay. It's this and that. It's way too early to even judge it or look at it, but I was excited to see it. It made me happy. It's been a phantom forever. Now I got to see a little bit of it. It looks too early to judge it, like I said. But if I didn't talk about it, I'd get a tweet from Generic. Hey, man, surprised you didn't mention... uh, aw game because i was in there stupid would you an e-drone what does i have to respond to him now i don't have to do that because i talked about it there you go generic oh
0: goodness i did see that um unfortunately about halfway through i just skipped over that just because it's not for me so i I passed over the rest of it and got on to some more stuff the one game man the only game in here that had me, like, in particular, like, oh, crap, you know, maybe th- I'm going to keep my eye on this one, was Alone in the Dark.
1: Oh, okay, I'll give you that one. I was going to say, you better say the right one. That one is on the list, so it's technically a right one.
0: Uh, okay. Yes, Alone in the Dark. Now, I never touched Alone in the Dark, never played it. Yeah. However, I loved Silent Hills, I loved Alan Wake, I loved Resident Evil's, and younger me, long time ago version of me, the nerds, the real nerds back then, we're like, hey, you know, if you like those games, you should play Alone in the Dark. know, like I never did it. I didn't listen to 'em. You know, they were nerds. Who listens to nerds, Matt? Nobody. So I didn't take their advice. But from what I hear, that's kinda of like an OG type game in the in this whole thing, you know, the paranormal, weird kind of vibes, murders, things happening. So when this popped up that they're redoing a, a brand new Alone in the dark, a reboot, you know, of the whole thing. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this is the time. You know, we don't get we don't get the Silent Hills of the world anymore. We don't get as many Resident Evil's and besides that Resident Evil has changed. It isn't even what Resident Evil was in the first place. That type of game isn't dead, but it's definitely, you know, in remission in the in the background. So, I did watch that trailer and I did go, you know what? I'm going to give this one a shot. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. And of course it has some folks from uh, Amnesia and Soma. Now Soma I played a little bit of, kind of fell off. Amnesia I played the hell out of. So I'm like, well, those games are freaking terrifying, especially amnesia. Soma's a little more just kind of chasing you around thing.
1: Kind of an adventure game, too. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not
0: yeah. it's not it's it's not I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't amnesia. And amnesia what I was looking was what I was looking for. So if it can't you know, you got people on board that are oh and then oh I'm reading over here and I you know this. The writing, the game, monster designs are by Guy Davis, Evolved, Pacific Rim. Holy crap! Yeah. Well, that that that's that's definitely boosting something right there. So if you can keep some really cool monster designs in there, you can get some of the you know writers etc. behind Amnesia in there. This has possibilities. So I'm gonna pay attention to it. I'll be watching out for Alone in the Dark. Obviously, I, it's probably far away. I don't imagine it's anytime soon, but. Hey, uh, whatever. I got time. There's a million games to play, Matt. So for me, that was the only one in on this list that I really went, hey, you know, did the whole check mark, and kind of was like, there, yeah, that's one I'm going to look at and pay attention to. Whew.
1: Well, I put that one on my list too, not because I love survival horror, but I do like dark themes and I do like the atmosphere of this game, like the style. It reminds me of like Cthulhu stuff. Something happened in like 1920s because there's like a flapper girl. You have your weird pre-fedora, fedora fedora hat on. Mm -hmm. I love the style of the characters. I love the style of the time period. So I'm going to be looking forward to that one. That's a a right one. I'll give you a check mark for that one. Now, I I have a few others that I'm just like kind of... I mean, that looks cool. It looks fun. I'd play it if I got it on a sale or on Game Pass. First up, Recreation, a zany arcade racer slash track maker. They showed people putting down ramps in the middle of this world and cars driving off into nothing and wrecking and being all kinds of crazy stuff. Big giant duck props and all kinds of crazy stuff. Again, not something I play all the time. I'm not like a a track mania person, but playing it on Game Pass, especially PC Game Pass, if they got it on there, that'd be a ton of fun. Uh, well, this kind of stood out for me just because it's a chance to try out a video game series that I never played before when it was out and about on PlayStation 2, I think it was. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. I was watching that. I think the second one was less well-received than the first, which already had a remaster. But I was watching it going, you know, again, if it shows up on Game Pass or I get it on PlayStation or on a sale somewhere, i will give it a shot because I never did before. I think I rented it. Played it for one session, and then I had rented, like, a cool RPG also with it. And I went, all right, that's cool. I'm going to try this out next. And I never went back to it. So I feel like it did a disservice to destroy all humans. So other one that I am a little more excited for was a little game called Space for Sale, where you are, like, a little space explorer. You land on a planet, and you have to build it, apparently, to, like, customer expectations. So people would come in and buy this plot of land that you've developed and I don't know why, because I'm not really a, a that like a tycoon or a like a Sims type of gamer. But it put me in mind of an old Xbox Live Arcade game on the 360 called Outpost Koloki X, where you were building a space station. You had to meet certain goals and you had to put this wing on the space station to generate enough power to build this thing, which gave you enough of this other resource so you could take away the power, build a different thing. That Then you could build this other thing to reach some goal on that stage to make people happy. And I love that game. I played the ever-loving crap out of it. And this kind of gave me those vibes. Will it be the same thing? You know, will it scratch all the same inches? I don't know. But it was just a cute builder game that put me in the mind of that one. And I love that one. Maybe this one's worth a shot, too. And then we get into the two that really were standing out for me. Both from a series that I've never played before. First one was Jagged Alliance 3. And I went, what's this? They told a story about somebody looking for mercenaries and all this stuff. But then they showed the combat. And people were moving on a grid and shooting guns and then moving a little bit more and shooting and taking cover against walls. And I went, that is XCOM. That is Wasteland. I loved what I've played of both of those series. That's going on a list. If I get it on sale, if I get it on the PC, especially pointing and clicking and moving people on a map, love that kind of stuff. And then the one that stood out the most, I think they showed it off first in like the little snippets trailer bit before they got to the people talking outcast 2 i've never played outcast 1 which is how they introduced it all oh, outcast 1 and the series is coming back i don't know what it's about your dude flying around on a jetpack shooting a gun you got weird powers you got a shield you got melee abilities this put me in mind and it's not the same thing but it gave me that same vibe of advent rising on the original Xbox, a game I will never shut up about because I loved it so much where you were a space shooter dude and then you got telekinetic abilities and you could keep leveling up your abilities and be really awesome at this and that and the other thing. That's what this put me in mind of. And it also looked pretty beautiful, like when he was flying around on his jetpack through maybe just a stage, maybe an open world. It looked gorgeous. And then to hit me with those nostalgia vibes, oh, just punched me right in the kidneys with him. And I went, oh! Oh! I have to get this game. I don't know anything about the Outcast series. I'm going to, obviously, watch more trailers when they get closer to it. Watch a review when it comes out. But it put me in the Advent Rising zone. And if you put me in that zone, I am a happy camper. So you put me in an Outpost X Zone, you put me in an Advent Rising zone, you have all the nostalgia things. This was a great showcase. I loved
0: it. Look at that. Gosh, bless. I'm glad you did, man. I'm glad you loved it. I'm glad there was some stuff for you. Outcast 2, I would say, was the only other one that was mildly in my alley. I was like, well, you know, that just looks fun. And like you said, it does look gorgeous. Yeah. Flying around, who doesn't love flying around? So I was like, yeah maybe there's something here. But to be honest, with so many games on the horizon, I went, all right, Eric, be realistic. What's the one game you are probably going to actually really check out, which was Alone in the Dark, if any of those sounded good to you, Maybe go check it out. THQ Nordic's Showcase 2022, that just happened. Now, I'm right in saying Embracer Group owns THQ Nordic, right?
1: Let me Google it quick. I was immediately going to say yes, but I feel like last time we said things, we were yeah. completely off base.
0: I don't want to be completely off base, but I'm like 90% sure of that. I think THQ, and it's so confusing, like it's this giant fish, because THQ Nordic owns a ton of entities, uh, IPs, etc. at this point. But I think Embracer Group owns them. And Embracer Group owns a billion other IPs and entities. And of course, I bring all this up because just today, Matt, Lord of the Rings was bought by the Embracer Group. Gaming, movies, comics, everything. They own Lord of the Rings now. Embracer Group owns Lord of the Rings. They can do anything they want. Theme parks, whatever they desire, they own it. So cool i guess hey embrace group woo i mean they also own gearbox so i mean one good thing getting owned by another good thing and then on top of that they also now own limited run games oh wow so yeah so they also own them they 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 did some more man that wasn't even it i i just i know those two off the top of my head but they uh, they bought up several things today and it got uh, it got the twitter all aflame. <laughs>
1: A couple of things. First and foremost, yes, according to Wikipedia, this was formerly THQ Nordic. So yeah. they've either acquired them or just surpassed them.
0: Surpassed them as a bigger entity or power or whatever. Yeah.
1: Second thing, what does that mean for the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings series? Like, is that...
0: They own it. It's still coming out, though. Still hitting, still coming out. But, yes, Embrace Group now owns Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings.
1: That's so weird to, like, I mean, obviously it's done because it's going to come out. Yeah. It hasn't even come out and, and now you already, it's changed you've hands. You've already
0: bought it and it's changed hands and it's just, it's wild. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's the topic of conversation we've talked about before and others have done it a million times. It's just like, holy cow. Am I, should I be happy about this? That this super, really, super financially secure company now has this stuff and in theory hasn't done anything wrong yet. But on the other hand, is it cool to have this parent company owning everything? It's weird.
1: It is a bizarre one, too, because whenever you hear somebody has the exclusive rights to anything, like for me, I think of the NFL. Madden has the exclusive rights. EA owns it. All the other good games (sighs) went away, and they just made them this way. But with Embracer Group, like, oh, nobody else can make a Lord of the Rings game. Initially, my brain says, well, that means we don't get any weird, cool, unique takes on it. It's just going to be the way that they want it. But with Embracer Group owning all these studios all around the globe... It puts me in the mind of like the Annapurna Interactive Showcase we just saw. Maybe this small team has a cool little Lord of the Rings idea. They would have never gotten the rights to it. Now they can. Maybe this big giant team wants to make an action game. That team over there wants to make a turn-based RPG. This team wants to do a real-time strategy. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. Like we said with Embrace a Group from the beginning. I don't know, but hopefully really good stuff comes out of this.
0: And that's all I can say too. So I just, I hope we see all the different developers and, and, uh, publishers, et cetera, that have all been gobbled up by Embracer and see them do something with it. They've got a billion IPs at this point that they can play with. Mm-hmm. I hope they actually produce results and results that I want, you know, because I'm greedy and I want things to be, for me. <laughs> so I want them to do things that I want and things that I'm going to enjoy. And I haven't really seen much of anything from them. So I can't judge yet, but I'm going to be watching you, Embracer. I'll be watching you, and we're going to make sure we fix you if we need to.
1: We say we haven't seen anything from them, but we also don't really know. Like maybe some stuff that came out is owned well, that's true, by them they own a that we have things. no idea about. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want them to do the right thing that you want, then I want them to acquire like the Harry Potter franchise and then never stop. do anything with it. That's I want them to just stop Harry Potter forever. <laughs> Now, see, I'll bring you back up, though, by saying that that's the other thing that's on Gamescom opening night is more showcases of Harry Potter Legacy or whatever Hogwarts it is. Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts yeah. Legacy, that's mm-hmm. it. So be happy for that one. See, turn your frown upside down just like oh, you yeah. just did. That's you did right, it. I saw it. i
0: flying out my broom. Woo-hoo! There you go. I'll be playing Quidditch. <laughs> I'm going to put on my wizard hat. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find the boofers and the boffers and get the <sighs> snitchity snitch.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> So, what about you out there at podcast listener land? Because I can't take this anymore. What are you thinking about Embracer Group? About that THQ Nordic showcase? About any of the stuff we talked about? About Tales from the Borderlands two? Let us know via the email thirdshiftme@gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under on Third Shift.
0: Ooh, you know it. We are over there on the Facebook. We're also over on Patreon. Yes, you like what we're doing, like what you hear. Consider going over there and treating it like a little tip jar. Throw three bucks our way, five bucks, thousand bucks, any kind of bucks. Helps us out. Keeps those lights on. Keeps the bills paid. lets us stay on the Internet. All very much appreciated by yours truly, Mr. Eric, and of course, the individual over there who hates Harry Potter, Mr. Matt. You know, we both appreciate it a lot. Okay, and all of you have ever thrown a few bucks our way, thank you so very much. But for those of you who haven't, but have also come on to like Matt's Twitch streams, have uh, sent in questions, done any sort of interaction with us, hey, big thank you and a shout out to you as well. Because, you know what, apparently for human beings, taking a minute of your time is a very difficult thing to do. We've learned that the tough way. So I appreciate it that you have taken those few minutes of your time in your life to come say hi to us and come hang out for a minute. It's very much appreciated. And we thank you so very much.
1: And we thank you very much for listening to the very next episode, which should be dropping on the 25th of August, the day before a fantastic day for you and me and Baby Makes Three. Whatever the saying is, and you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, on Spotify, and on YouTube. I'm cutting that out, by the way. And as I always say... Hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. And check me out, twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. Drop me a follow and a prime sub and just comment and say hello and say you're actually really bad at playing this game, and I'll go, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared, and I don't, I don't like to do bad stuff.
0: And I want to be overpowered, so I'm just going to do this, and you're going to accept it, and it's going to be okay. Don't well,
1: see, worry, that's the beautiful part. I I mastered all the job classes, but it didn't make me too overpowered because it's just you unlock new abilities. Yeah, you just it's get not new like skills. Yeah, yeah. See, it's not
0: too so bad. So it works out perfectly. All right, you're still legit. You're still on track. Don't even worry about it, Matt. But this is the last moment. This is where I go, man. You know what? Them five star reviews. I'm telling you, this is where Matt goes, woo Hot diggity daffodils. We got a new one. hey And I don't know what I did last week. I know I did something bad. I did something bad last week. I don't know if I threatened you guys again or if, oh, I remember what I did. I did gave you a little ASMR. And I didn't get a five-star review off of that? You kidding me? <laughs> did you hear the crunch? Did you hear the crunch? I got a five-star rating from Matt off the crunch and then a, a zero-star rating after for the aftermath. Of it. But it <laughs> doesn't matter. The crunch was all you're there for. I give you that, and I don't get a five-star rating? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, people. I'm telling you what. You go find your grandma. You know, you go find your grandma, because you're obviously never going to do it, because you're worthless. Go find your grandma and tell her to give us a five-star rating, and then show her how to get on there and do it, because she probably doesn't know. And if she does know, that means she's ten times better than you are. So go out and do that. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody. Woo! No, I'm just kidding. I do. You guys are all cool. Anybody that listens to the show is awesome, but, you know, it's a a bit, okay? As we always say, don't at me.
1: Third shift, home of the five-star ASMR. And until next time when your grandma beats you up for trying to teach her how to do something she already did, maybe she was double nickels 55. I don't know. But until that time, there's nothing else to say. But don't forget to say yay.
0: Sit down.